0: Well, good evening, everybody. I'm starting a little bit early before Edward Allen Marlowe and uh, Bob Belvin join us tonight here live on YouTube and on Twitter. My name is Harry Schrader. It's going to be called Voices of the Valley. One of the things we do here at valleyhoopsinsider.com is we love to talk to the writers, the announcers, the broadcasters, the people behind the scenes that you hear. You read their information, the podcasters, the, the website hosts, uh, that really know the heart and soul of both the Ohio Valley Conference and the Missouri Valley Conference. And tonight, two of the very best, Edward Allen Marlowe and Bob Belvin, guys that have been around the OVC and and around specific programs at times in pa- in the past uh, in a very deep way. As you know, a ton of different things have happened in the Ohio Valley Conference in the last you know, several months. Uh, Eastern Kentucky, Jacksonville State both pulled out of the league as of July 1. We covered that in depth with some of the writers and reporters around that uh, back in the spring when it was all coming out. And now uh, Austin P University has opted out, and they will for next July. So it's a time of transition and of change for the Ohio Valley Conference. And uh, we're going to talk to Ed Marlowe and and Bob Belvin about that in just a few minutes. Uh, actually going live, people are expecting us at 7.30 tonight on Twitter, but we're getting a little jump start here to make sure all the technicalities and the, the technical things are working. If you'd like to submit a question tonight for Mr. Marlowe or Mr. Belvin, uh, you may do so, I believe, on Twitter. I think you can do that, and I think I can see it, and uh, and we'll be able to ask them those questions as well. I don't know if I told you, my name is Harry Schrader, editor of the site, valleyhoopsinsider.com. We cover the Missouri Valley Conference, the Ohio Valley Conference, as well as we dabble a little bit with St. Louis University since we're planted here in St. Louis, Missouri. And uh, and and occasionally we will dive into some high school things if if they come our way as well. A lot of great high school basketball talent in the St. Louis area uh, that then matriculates to the OVC and the MVC. And, and so we like to kind of try to pay attention to all of that as well. Uh, so that's valleyhoopsinsider.com. And recently I've just uh, joined up with, I'm a, uh, a contributor, a writer for bustingbrackets.com, bustingbrackets.com. Now they cover college basketball all over. I mean, they're in, in an intense site that do a lot of great things. I, again, am writing particularly, for the Missouri Valley Conference and the Ohio Valley Conference for BustingBrackets.com. So far in the last couple of weeks, we've put out stories on Southern Illinois University, Northern Iowa, um, and uh, Belmont so far from the OVC, working on a Loyola piece right now, a Southern Illinois-Edwardsville piece coming out shortly as well. Later this week, I'm going to have the opportunity to talk uh, talk it over with uh, Moorhead State coach, Preston Spradlin. We're going to break down uh, Moorhead State a little bit later in the week as well. And then even after that, we'll be talking with Bradley head coach, Brian Wardle. So we're going to try to get all of the different uh, OVC and MVC teams on the Busting Brackets uh, website as well. So we're going to be talking things over about the changes, all of the dynamic changes going on in the Ohio Valley Conference with our friends, Bob Belvin and Edward Allen Marlowe. I like how uh, he puts that whole name out there on Twitter. We're going to find out all about that in just a minute. We'll welcome both of those guys in. There is Bob. There is Edward. They are both with us. I don't like you guys being so small. Let me do it this way. now. so much better. Uh, Listen, welcome to the program, you guys, and I appreciate you joining us tonight uh, talking about the changes and the, the dynamic kinds of things that are going on in the Ohio Valley Conference. And, And I know that you guys will have a a greater sense of the pulse of all that's going on. Before we get to that, I want our readers, listeners, and so forth to get to know you guys a little bit. First, you, Bob, tell us uh, who you are, what you do, what you cover, what you're all about. I know you a little bit, but I want the people on our side and on this podcast to get to know you.
1: You're so gracious. Good evening and welcome. I hope these storms that are still on top of us where I'm at have passed you guys to the West. Uh, I am uh, I've been affiliated with the Ohio Valley Conference for 20 plus years now and have known it as my home conference, if you will, uh, since an undergrad at Austin P. way back in the mid 80s. So uh, as you well know, I have quite a little bit of perspective on that as it comes to it and been able to work on both the uh, television uh, broadcast streams with the ESP and family networks for both football and basketball for some time now. So uh really looking forward to this discussion tonight because I, I think we've I think we've got both angles both perspectives covered but I've really enjoyed my affiliation with the conference I will uh undeniably tell you I'm a homer uh, for the OBC <laughs> so it's just going to discla- be yeah let's get that disclaimer out of the way right now absolutely uh, undeniably uh and uh but uh, there are some dynamics, a great adjective too, Harry. I really like that. Uh, uh, developing, never the same, uh, imminent, all of those kinds of words will come about as well. So uh, uh, it's, it's been my home. I've had the pleasure of working with uh, two different commissioners uh, at the conference and some other things we'll talk about as well. Uh, entirely fantastic staffs there, and, and uh, they do their dead level best to support the student-athlete, and they, they, they genuinely have that mission in mind.
0: Now, Edward Allen Marlowe, whenever anybody wants their name to be semi-formal, I have to know more about that. Uh, WKDZ Radio, is that correct? Am I am I doing that right? And then tell us about the whole lengthy name on Twitter there.
2: Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, that's correct. No, I uh, my affiliation with uh, the OVC is uh, it's slightly one-sided. I'm a Murray State graduate. Uh, worked at the Murray Ledger in times, grad- graduated from the Murray State News in 2012, kind of was late to the newspaper game. And then for seven years, I was the beat reporter uh, for Murray State Athletics um, while at the Paducah Sun. And uh, unfortunately, you know, lost my job in January, and uh, my wife and I still live in Murray. And uh, in June, took a job with uh, my hometown radio station in uh, w- WKDZ, which is in Cadiz. Kentucky, about 25, 30 minutes uh, east here of Murray. So still close by, still pay attention to what's going on with the Ohio Valley Conference and and still have a lot of connections inside the office and just care a lot about the league. Uh, I've always, I, I, somebody called me a, an OVC apologist a week ago. And I didn't feel so bad about it, actually. <laughs> um, but I think the the main reason my name is so long on Twitter is I created that account like eleven years ago, and uh, I just didn't change it, and it stuck. So so here we are. Uh, I go by Ed. Uh, nothing nothing difficult about it. But I love the league. Uh, I love what it represents, and I know right now is an interesting. Uh, I don't know if tumultuous is the right word. I'm not. I think maybe. Maybe there's a backup plan, uh, but I, it's a very interesting time and in where the league is probably headed.
0: Uh, Ed, before we move on, I do, I do want to ask uh, Dream Marlowe. Tell me about that, your Twitter handle. That's
2: actually intentional. Um, I made a joke once that I was in college. I started college in 2003, uh, which the OVC was certainly shaping up. It had been a great league prior to that, but if you really think about the golden age of basketball – And I know I I wasn't alive for the 70s and the early 80s. I was born in 1985, so I know that basketball was really good before then. But if you really think about just the amount of NBA productivity that's come out uh, of uh, the OVC since 2003, it's it's pretty impressive. Uh, But jokes aside, when I originally went to college at Murray State uh, in 2003, I thought I was going to get 12 years of college and get my doctorate (laughs) and... Doctor E. A. Marlowe, yeah, that, perfect. Would have been dream. The joke is though that I did go to college long enough for a doctorate, <laughs> but only walked away with a bachelor's <laughs> degree. So that is where we are. So
0: perfect, perfect. Well, as as people know, and there and people that are on our watching this right now, uh, they know that the OVC has been in, been going through some transitions, some difficult things going on. Jacksonville State, Eastern Kentucky leave in July, and now and now all of a sudden Austin P. announces that they're leaving as well. And and so as a somewhat of an apologist myself, Ed, I, I, I'm a traditionalist. I think stay together forever. You know, this really bothers me just at an emotional level. Might be a great move for Austin P. It might turn out to be a great move for the league. Who knows? But I'm one of those guys that just says stay forever, you know? And like, I think Kansas, ought to still be in the Missouri Valley Conference. So you know, they were in there a long time ago. So I, I, I'm bad that way. Uh, so first, let's let's walk through the guts of it a little bit. There, Bob, you being a, an Austin P guy, tell us a little bit why this makes sense for Austin P. Uh,
1: first of all, I'm still shaking because I graduated two years after Ed was born, and I graduated from Austin <laughs> P. So I'm a little shaky there. <laughs> what he doesn't know is, uh, before I get to the answer to that question, uh, uh, the WKDZ studios are formerly a Hardee's. Right there at I twenty four. He's nodding his head. Yes, there I know that I have a lot of family there, Ed. So you're I've, okay.
2: I, you're you're, you're I, safe with me. And I've I got a here. dog in the background. I don't <laughs> want her to start barking as we're talking. But no, I, I grew up with that W with that with that studio yep. being a Hardee's. My first cousin worked there. I got breakfast there. Uh, I, I, pretty much everybody actually knows where the studio <laughs> is because if you're on your way to Nashville, which is the heart of the Ohio Valley Conference, our studio glows in the dark right across from the mcdonald's on the way to nashville so that is that is my place of employment and i'm happy to say i'm i'm really enjoying my time there so yeah definitely remember the hardys for sure
1: yeah we have a couple of things in common in terms of the founder of that station one of the owners of that station i worked for many moons ago so this whole situation relative to austin p making the move i think has its roots and origins uh Inside of a year, Harry, to answer your question, I, I think that's really where this kind of accelerated. A uh, couple of things. Uh, I'll never forget uh, doing a plus game, ESPN plus basketball game at the Dunn Center back in January. And unofficially, the Jacksonville State folks were their Jacksonville State Austin double doubleheader. Uh, unfortunately, they were kind of saying their goodbyes, if you will, uh, everything from Mike Paris, the voice of, JSU, uh, Greg Seitz, the athletic director, was there at the time. And I'll never forget, when I was leaving, always, always speaks to me, always goes out of their way to speak to me. But Gerald Harrison, the athletic director at Austin Peay, and uh, Greg Seitz, the athletic director at Jacksonville State, were at the back. And, frankly, all they could do was just kind of you know, – politely wave at me it wasn't that kind of embrace. In so you could kind of get the feelings of that there's just a lot of a lot of uh, rumble throughout you know the end of the spring semester last year and over the summer I I think a lot of that talk accelerated a lot to the point that about three weeks ago uh, a very good friend of mine who's very well well healed in terms of knowing people called me and said hey this is going to happen I was like why 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 would they? You know, given the circumstances, given the the dramatic changes that are going on, why why would you make that move? And I say changes going on because we're gonna frame that purely. If we were to frame that purely in a basketball sense, I got two new head coaches, right, and a new and a new arena up in twenty twenty. Two they'll probably be in somewhere in that range there. The brand new F&M Bank Arena just uh, really steps from campus. Um, that's a whole nother story too. So uh, this whole thing really accelerated uh, during that period of time. And it became more and more apparent that yeah, they may actually do this. Mm. Uh, admittedly, given uh, s- some of the, the financial constraints that they alleged to be under, i'm actually at shock that that uh, someone ponied up the million dollar exit fee I, I really am in in this day and time so uh, you know if that was what was holding them up i'm surprised that some of the some folks really you know ponied up when they're going to have to be asked to be a big part of that new arena and a lot of opportunities there that's going to gonna cause the need for dollars. So that's kind of where it was. I I just, uh, I don't, I don't see it on a lot of different fronts and we'll explore that I'm sure later on, but it is really accelerated and, you know, once over the summer, it really accelerated and it came to a head at, at some point in time, late August, the first of this month.
0: Ed, before we we get into maybe some of the reasons that, you know, we hear football, football, football drives everything these days. But, Ed, you had a lengthy pod uh, uh, blog you put out, maybe it was today. I read it today. I guess you put it out today about your initial reactions, your emotional reactions, and then moving it forward. Tell us about just your first thoughts. You hear the governors are leaving, the program is leaving, the OVC takes another blow. Your initial thoughts.
2: Um, the tough part about, I, so, so Harry, I wrote that at one 30 this morning and, uh, I told my wife, I said, it was coffee induced, uh, inspiration. (laughs) I really, what it was, was somebody telling me to take the 24 hour rule and 24 ended up being 48 being 72, 96. I just didn't want to overreact. And I, I, I think for me, number one, um, Sure, it's easy for me to apologize for the OVC. Uh, I love the league; it's been around since 1948. Murray State, Western, EKU—you know, Moorhead—early in the history, all founders uh, of the OVC. So, I, I, I to me, I think it's impervious uh, to what college athletics is doing right now. But that maybe isn't the case. So, I, I think a lot of my a lot of my initial thoughts all spiraled around 2017. And Harry and I, you and I became quickly acquainted because we yeah. thought we were going to be in the Missouri Valley. So, <laughs> um, you know, it just ended up being one of those things where I had multiple text messages barraging me. And, and granted, I think that's the number one sign that people care. People care about their programs. People care about the league. They care about new leagues, uh, you know, is the OBC folding. Um, I was trying to sort through a lot of that. I had... Friends texting me, family being like, "What are we doing? What's happening? Where is this all going? What's Austin Peay doing? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing?" And so, because of all of that stimuli over about a, I'd say twelve hours, I, I was I was actually at work at WKDZ, and I was like, "Guys, I'm useless. Like, <laughs> I just don't have me do anything for the, at least the next hour. Let me process what is happening right now with the Atlantic Sun." And uh, I think initially, just to answer your question, Harry, initially, I actually wasn't surprised because Austin P was one of three schools to play football in the fall uh, alongside EKU and JSU. And I told somebody in the fall, I said, the reason you play in the fall, COVID be danged, is because you're ponying up cash for an exit fee. And, you know, I know Austin Peay's schedule wasn't necessarily as rigorous or as well-paying as maybe JSU and EKU. EKU went out there and just said, the heck with this. We're going to go get our million bucks and then just not pay anybody for it. Um, but I hope somebody from EKU is watching because it's totally <laughs> true. They just, they're being sued right now yes, uh, for not paying their exit fee. But I digress. I, I, I just – I originally – my initial thought was I'm not surprised – they have the new arena going up, lot of changes, wow. and and they played football in the fall. So I I know that sounds kind of elementary, but I just felt wow. like with them playing football in the fall, I, I I just I saw it coming. And and the ASUN was rumored six eight months ago. We knew the commission came out, you know, and and that has been very tight lipped. I'm really would love to get my hands on a couple of documents from those discussions, but. The 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 search firm came out, and it just seemed like a matter of time um, before somebody was going to announce. And I'm just not surprised it was the governors.
0: So Austin P moves to the A Suns. So three teams from the Ohio Valley Conference move that direction. That's painful enough. Uh, as a basketball guy, I'm always ticked off when things happen because of football. Bob Belvin and and you're close to that Clark, uh, you know, to the APSU yeah. program and. Uh, football driving this, is that really bottom line, or is it more than that for Austin Peay?
1: Let me spin it a different way. Uh, first of all, let me just 10,000-foot view. I think this is a bad business decision by Austin Peay. Bad, Bad for business. So if we're going to talk the business side of it, I think you have to take a look at what's going on at Tennessee State. So that's where it kind of makes me, is this really a football decision or not? Uh, because you can't play football in the new arena that's being built in Clarksville, so just, mm. just consider that for a moment. Uh, I, I just i i think Austin Peay is in their minds a little further along with their football program than uh, they really are, and we're going to find that out over the next over the next coming weeks. To include, ironically, them playing at an now FBS school in Eastern Kentucky on Saturday, uh, we'll, we'll get a really, really good measuring stick there. I have a hard time believing this is all about football. Uh, I, I just I just really do, but it's also very concerning to them, I think, what's going on at Tennessee State. First of all, uh, it probably will take, a, Ed would know this, probably will take a Freedom of Information Act inquiry to find out how much federal money these schools got during the COVID era. I think that factors into this. I think this factors into this. Secondly, looking at what's going on at Tennessee State, the Eddie George hire, uh, the Penny Collins hire before that in basketball, the 1 million plus that Robert Covington gave them for basketball. And can you believe it? The NIL, I think, plays into this because of the young man whose father is a rap star Mm
0: -hmm. who's
1: now signed an NIL deal playing on the the Tennessee state basketball team. Right. I think this has a lot to do with that really. And I think Gerald Henderson's comments yesterday about uh, we, we could stay, we could be a big fish in a small pond. uh, I'm going to take high disagreement with that in a couple of different areas. First of all, I think that was a shot across the bow at Murray state. Mm. I, I really, really do. And, and help me understand if Austin Peay has been dominant over Murray state in basketball or in football recently. And the answer to that's probably no. So (laughs) there's a little bit of, little bit of gamesmanship going on there. I think this move has everything to do with what Tennessee state is positioning themselves to do. And, you know, again, I I think it may be federal COVID aid that's going to these universities. Uh, The new athletic director there obviously made a splash higher. Ironically, in the spring, after uh, you know, the football, the spring football season was over with, because the Eddie George hire was made April 12th. Hmm. So, I, I think it, you know, as much as and we could frame this around basketball too, but I think it, I think football and the concerns that they have with Tennessee State awakening, if you will, I, I think that had a big part of it.
0: Hmm. And, Ed, do you uh, Thinking about the football component, uh, but are do you think there are other issues you alluded to in your in your blog about some times when the the Ohio Valley was looking at some other schools and didn't pull the trigger, and and that maybe there was some discontent sown there? I heard some stories like that last year when we were covering you know Eastern Kentucky leaving. Your thoughts beyond football, or is it exclusively a football decision?
2: Well, it's been widely reported that the A-Sun is going to pursue, uh, you know, FBS football um, as they continue to collect powers. I mean, it's no no question that bringing in North Alabama, which, you know, tried to join the OVC in 2011, um, you know, and, and bringing in actually Central Arkansas, uh, which I've been privately told, I think, inquired about OVC, you uh, possibilities uh two or three four or five years ago i i don't want to ballpark it i don't have privy to those private conversations but you know i, I think in 2011 right when i was kind of getting into the game of covering college athletics uh, i wrote about it in my blog hindsight's 2020 uh, but it feels so painful now mm. to see north alabama starting to do its thing northern kentucky needs little introduction uh, their men's basketball program has been pretty special uh, over the last few years. Uh, done some kind of unique things. D- done so well in the Horizon League. If you have both of those guys in the Ohio Valley Conference, I think I think it's possible. Maybe not likely, but it's possible. EKU maybe reconsiders. Um, but I think EKU and Morehead, from what I've been told, maybe were afraid NKU was going to become a regional power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and kind of draw away from them and their fan bases there uh, in Northern Kentucky. I could be wrong there, but it just, I don't know. There Apparently in 2011, three OVC presidents voted no uh, uh, against uh, expansion. And if you think about the timeline, that's not long after SIU Edwardsville was added. Jacksonville State was kind of in the mix of being added. They'd been around for a little while. Uh, didn't take them long to get going, uh, thanks to Alabama's lovely state dollars. Um, You know, Belmont was already reported to be in a couple years later. So it's just one of those situations where I think presidents maybe sat on their hands and said, well, we've added enough. Why do we want to spend and add more, create more travel, create this, create that? Where, you know, maybe in that moment they didn't see where college athletics was headed, Ten years down the road, but I think a little bit more progressive thinking. You add those two teams, and and we're not having this conversation. Uh, we're probably having a different conversation about how powerful the OVC has become, and and who's next. Maybe it's a 16 team league. So, uh, it's a it's a tough call.
0: Bob, the uh, I, I want to pick up on that the ramifications for the OVC to lose Eastern Kentucky, Jacksonville State, now Austin P down to nine teams. I, I talked to somebody last week and they said, listen, the OVC has been working on this. They know it's been coming. Don't be surprised if you see another team, another university added in the relatively near future. Uh, but that's, you know, then you start looking at lists and what schools and, and, you know, we can we can do kind of that game tonight. But the ramifications, it, it's got to, it's negative for the league right now that. Three programs have just exited. It makes it look, if not true, it at least makes it look like the league uh, is in a place of weakness or struggle.
1: Well, it's it's a net negative. It, it just is when you lose. And we're talking about really good, talking about really good brands here too. Mm. I mean, you know, East again, Eastern Kentucky is trying to ramp up their football. Their facilities, frankly, need some work. Uh, Jacksonville State is state of the art. Ted's point about the Alabama money that took care of that qu- quite well, and and Austin P is surging. Uh, you know, let's just let's just you know, you know they they really feel that way. So yeah, I, I think it's a net negative. I think you can use the blueprint of what the A Sun is trying to do with not everybody playing football again. That's always the big argument. Will always be we can. You know, we spent till midnight on that. but the point being is is that you you got to look at how you want to balance it, how you want to balance those kinds of schedules. I think I think anything in the next year will be adding for public sentiment to move public sentiment in their favor. Uh, and, and, you know, you and I had a similar conversation, Harry, back in January, February, I believe uh, about this very thing when, when right, right after the Eastern and Jacksonville state announcement was, uh, was, was put forward. So I think it's a net negative. I tell you one thing I really want to add is, is that none of the presidents in the conference that hired Beth to Bush are at their respective universities now, so that's turned wow. over for her tremendously, uh, and you know that could, that could also be a positive to you as well. You know, and I know Austin P. has undergone that same thing as well. And you know, Dr. Lakari, uh, the new president of Austin P., said a couple of weeks ago the traditional "I'm drinking what is it, trying to catch a fire hose in a Dixie cup" kind of analogy <laughs> that we use here in the South. He had a lot going on, so I think when the board of trustees at Austin P. made this decision. I, I think he just kind of rubber stamped it or, you know, they told him this is what they were going to do. I think we're a situation, that, not to discredit Dr. Lacari at all, I just don't think he had a really good perspective of the landscape. And, again, a lot of this was in the works before he came on the 1st of March. So, yeah, I, I see it as a net negative of the conference. My opinion would be to hold tight, uh, and I think I'll pass it to Ed. You know, what is Murray State going to do now? What I mean – it, should that shoe drop it's not i mean it's a if there's such a thing as a double net negative i i think you would see that
0: there there's so many ramifications as you guys know there's the public image there's also the loss of a a real hallmark program in the ovc you know when i think of the ohio valley conference austin p is one of those teams i really think about i identify with them and as we know college athletics is under such a dynamic transformation going on right now with free agency and NIL and teams moving at that much higher level. And now, you know, in what we call mid-major levels or, or whatever. And so I do wonder, Ed, like you said, we, we got to know each other a little bit several years ago when, when it looked like Murray might be moving to the Missouri Valley conference. Uh, What kind of temptation is there now for Belmont or Murray to, to, look other places, or you guys are mentioning Tennessee state. I mean, it could be any program, right? Right now they could be, any of them could be looking at something, but I think Murray in particular is a team that I think would be very interesting to some other conferences.
2: Ooh, that's a, that's a big bowl of soup to try and chew on. <laughs> um, uh, Cause I'm not an athletic director, nor do I want to get in front of one. Uh, At the moment, but the one thing that I will say, Harry uh, and Bob, Bob, first of all, what an excellent point about the presidents. Uh, Times have changed. Uh, Beth has remained, uh, but the university presidents have all just kind of been a revolving door around her. Uh, That's
0: an amazing point, Bob. By the way, you said that, and I kind of like what you know. That's that's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating to even think about it from that perspective, uh, where she's essentially on, I believe. I'd have lost count, maybe her third or fourth contract extension, uh, but university presidents have changed. Uh, and that's, that's leadership. We see that at all levels uh, of civic life, uh, how that can tend to, to work out. I, 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 I appreciate and I actually am going to adhere to what Bob has had to say. I, I like the idea of just standing pat. I know that that maybe sounds like Rome is crumbling uh, and you're just watching it kind of burn all around you. I don't necessarily think that's the case. I, I think people are forgetting uh, that, that, that certain board presidents, several board presidents, uh, have been observing this from the very beginning uh, of earlier this year, that there is a search firm, there are some details about teams that have inquired within, uh, and that some of that needs to come to light. Um, I don't expect Murray State University to just jump out in front of everything and say, hold the phones here's what's happening uh, i think that's the one thing that's been relatively impressive uh is that no data has leaked from these conversations mm. now i think it's probably a little telling uh that austin p's president uh and athletic director were kind of part of that original first search committee and maybe they didn't like what was going on and they said signara we're out of here um but that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else is about to bolt and jump ship as well. I keep hearing rumors about Tennessee State going to the SWAC, to the swack or the MIAC. But I'm just, I'm not sure. I see that. See, there's a puppy.
0: Hi I puppy. believed you. Well, I believed um, you before, and we have, we have evidence now.
2: Um, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the SWAC or the MIAC as being intriguing options for Tennessee State. But I could be totally wrong. Um, you know, I'm of the notion that if you don't want to be in the conference, don't be in the conference. Uh, and if you have an invitation elsewhere, take it because you're only a detriment to the league that you're in. Uh, if you're not wanting to be a part of the process of continuing to build it, that being said, um, Harry, you probably know this a little bit better than me being closer to arch madness, but I don't know what comes first. What, what, what came first in 2017? Was it the fact that presidents and the 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 board of directors so to speak for the missouri valley um chose to only select one team and they decided to go with valpo or did they take a look at the possibility of three teams and maybe things got too big for murray state because i've been told by more than one source that after quite a bit of exploration murray state maybe wasn't as prepared financially to join the Missouri Valley, as maybe originally perceived, do you have any sort of read on that at all?
0: Uh, the thing that I kept hearing was that they either had to do three or one, and they never found a third team, a third program. Clearly, they thought Murray State would fit. At least that's what the impression that that people have told me. They thought Murray would fit; would be a great fit. Um, and and honestly, it came, what what I was told on multiple occasions was if this was a blind draw, we would probably take Murray, but Valpo had finished second in a previous round. And so they, it's almost like they own, owed Valpo the entry. I've heard that from so many different sources. It may or may not be true, but a new, a number of people have told me that, Um, you know, and, and as a, as a Missouri Valley guy, and then watching what Murray obviously does year in and year out, you think, wow, this league would, you know, the Missouri Valley conference would be so much stronger with, Murray stayed in it and uh, Murray stayed and Valpo or however it would have shaken out. Uh, but yeah, I think there's always various factors. And, and Bob, I wanted to ask you talking about financially uh, available or, or whatever, you know, as Ed was mentioning, uh, EKU and uh, Jacksonville State, at least at one point, both of them were being sued because they weren't paying the, the $1 million exit fee. And uh, has Austin P. said they're going to pay it? And and, yes. and w- Okay, well, that's good. That's good to know. with um, With
1: with private dollars, which is just remarkable to me, for an institution and, and an athletic department that uh, you know supposedly operates on such a thread, uh, it, it's just really surprising to me that, and maybe we need to give more credit credit to if if, if the Gerald Henderson, the athletic director, and Dr. Michael Lucari, the president. Felt compelled enough to convince the board of trustees to vote this in, then uh, they got the money from within, and and that was a pointed question at yesterday's press conference, and it was re- refuted immediately. We'll pay for private, we'll play with it for private funds. I was shocked, shocked that 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 it, it's just hard to believe that you would want out that bad that you would go out and solicit that kind of money.
0: It's amazing, uh, isn't it?
1: It just—it's just just incredible.
0: So, I do want to ask both of you. Let's say the OVC is dead set on we have to add a tenth team, a tenth university, a tenth member. Uh, Is there a likely, an odds-on favorite? This is the school that makes makes the most sense. First, you Ed. Ooh,
2: I have a wish list. Does that count? We're getting close. Why not? Why not? Uh, I, my wish list would be to do whatever you can to get East Tennessee State and Chattanooga. I would absolutely do cartwheels in my muddy front yard tonight if somebody told me that was a possibility. Uh, I continue to hear Western Illinois uh, as a likely candidate uh, for the Ohio Valley Conference or at least that exploration. I think a dark horse, because um, uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun, uh, is to convince uh, the University of Southern Indiana, USI, uh, to jump from division two to division one i don't think that's going to happen i think this is unfortunate timing uh that is un- it is just it's terrible what covid19 has done mm-hmm. not just to the world but if, if we're going to turn it into an economic discussion um this is tough you know over the last 18 months a lot of revenue uh, is just not out there uh to, to glean upon that being said uh, i I'd, I'd have to think probably western illinois uh, uh, no disrespect to Western Illinois, I don't necessarily think they're at the top of my wish list. Uh, but if you're looking at a realistic realignment, them and uh, maybe ask Moorhead uh, to to flip to scholarship football, I think that would reinforce. Uh, look at what look at what Moorhead did to Austin P just recently. I don't want to say did it was Austin P won fifty nine to thirty five in a shootout, but you know Moorhead States, you know a decent, decent program that's trying to get back in that D one status for football, uh, and out of the pioneer. Well, they have D one status, but they're they're wanting to get out of the pioneer league and back to scholarship from what I've been told. So I, I think you start there, uh, aim small, miss small, I guess is a good way to look at it. Uh, and see if you can bite into a bigger cookie. If you get somebody like Chattanooga, maybe Arkansas, Little Rock, Alabama state, somebody calling from that realm, that would be incredible. But I, I'm just at this point, damage control, I think is the most important thing.
0: Bob, you, if they, if, if they are dead set on it, is there a, is there a university? Is there a program out there that makes the most sense to you? I would find a
1: hard time. Uh, Chattanooga and ETSU uh, leaving the SOCON. I mean, that, that to me is a pretty good situation for them. The geographic sense makes sense in, in that case. That would be the top of my list, so I would change a little bit of Ed's philosophy, and I'd say make them say no. That would be my first approach to that. The Alabama State and Arkansas Little Rock piece is a nice geographic fit, uh, and I think those two should actually be under consideration as well. Uh, I think they're like-size universities, uh, and to Ed's point, I I think they really missed out on the Central Arkansas – uh, ironically, the former provost of Austin P is now the president at the University or Central Arkansas. So wow. it's cr- yeah, it's crazy. Some of those, and that that would be Dr. Houston Davis. So it's crazy. Those kind of intertwinings right there. But yes, I, I would go southeastern tier. I would make Chattanooga and ETSU say no, and then Alabama State, Arkansas, Little Rock to me makes really good sense.
0: From a long way away, to me, why isn't Lipscomb on the top of the list? And 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 maybe that's a bad idea. Yeah. I'm just saying, from from way far away here in St. Louis, I just think Lipscomb—they're perfect. Uh, tell me why that's not a good idea. I can't.
1: <laughs> I, I can't. O- other than other than, do you have to replace a football-centric school? They don't play football. Yeah. And again, you and I spoke about that in the past. Mm. That is the market. That is the major media market you need to have, which is Nashville, right? Mm. So, you know, if you lose Tennessee State, you'd want to have something there that may keep a Tennessee State in the league. Uh, If you got someone, I don't know, they're probably five miles apart, those two schools. So I I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't talk to them, Harry. I really can't. Uh, Again, unless you got to have a football playing school.
0: You know, in in the Missouri Valley, there's this constant battle over the years of um, of the private schools and the public schools, Uh, you know, the public institutions and the private institutions. They are always trying to keep that balance going. And and in the Missouri, uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, Indiana State, Valpo, they both play in that Pioneer League, not in the Missouri Valley Conference. But but so you guys are talking about a football centric school that would be in the Ohio Valley Football Conference.
1: I think that needs to be the, uh, I think that needs to be the catch in it, Harry. I, I really do. I don't think any other scenario. And uh, as we've talked about, I'm a football guy, right? <laughs> at least get that rap at times. I think that is. I think that's where you've got to look and lean. Uh, and I'm not super opposed to maybe adding a non-football playing school if you could get more head straight in their football and get it squared away and make them competitive.
0: Before I let the two of you go. Uh, so I said, if they're, if they're dead set on it, what do you think, Ed, they will do? What do you think Beth DeBosh and, and, and the leadership of the OVC, what do you think they will do?
2: Well, I want to tie your question into some of the things that Bob just said. I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt him, but I, I'm a, I'm a heck yeah on Lipscomb. I'm uh, some people maybe don't agree, but Lipscomb battle of the Boulevard with Belmont. Mm. Uh, twice a year, Spectacular. Uh, Lipscomb, you know, obviously Belmont's men's basketball coach, Casey Alexander knows both programs. Well, uh, you would continue to solidify that footprint in, in Nashville. Uh, I think best case scenario, if you can land three teams, uh, two of them need to be football playing schools. That brings you back to eight. And just in case you lose one, you still keep your auto bid that you have to have six football teams mm-hmm. to keep your FCS auto bid for a championship. So you've got to do that. So uh, I think best-case scenario, absolute – well, home run would be like, give me Robert Morris, Youngstown State, ETSU, and Chattanooga, and let's just form a super conference. But Harry, just to mention that, and Bob, you mentioned it too, you look at the NCAA RPI from last year, the SOCON was ninth uh, in college basketball. So, uh, yeah, they're probably not going to want to drop down to the 22nd-ranked Ohio Valley Conference. So that's um, that's probably not a good idea. But it, like I said, just a wish list. Um, best case scenario, I hope the Ohio Valley Conference has three teams on the line. Uh, I'd be fine if one of those teams was a Division II team that maybe was up and coming. It's unfortunate that that wasn't Bellarmine, uh, which is, mm. of course, another miss i thought that was a miss yes yeah that's a miss um and uh it's we're counting a lot of misses that's unfortunate (laughs) um i do love the fact that murray state's playing bellerman this year i've always said i'll shameless plug here really quick i've always said that kentucky should have a state championship you have enough division one college basketball teams to form a seven or eight team tournament to battle for all of the kentucky marbles uh but i've digressed the um the best case scenario, Harry and Bob, I think, is three teams. One of them is is Lipscomb. One of them is perhaps an up and coming Division two team that is enticed with a a, a discount on the entry fee, uh, and then probably you know you either convince Morehead to bring its football program along to Division, you know, to, to scholarship football, or you bring in Western Illinois. Some combination of that. Maybe there's a dark horse team. Out there a Dark Horse school that has already called the OVC um, but we' we're, we're, we're seeing some common threads here Moorhead, Western Illinois, maybe Lipscomb, you know maybe Lipscomb says, oh you know what it's been fun in the A sun, but we want to join our friends in in Belmont uh, that did it in 2013 so I, I think that's probably the best case scenario.
0: and Bob, what do you think the league will do?
2: Uh,
1: I, li- I like that I like that scenario of adding three. Can you get three right now? Is is a is a big concern, and I think the answer to that is no. I think it adding one
0: go go for three, and let's see what we can do. See how we can make it happen. And, and Bob, where will you be this weekend? Broadcasting games. I am off this weekend. What uh, I am actually? I thought you worked like yeah. fifty eight days a month. <laughs>
1: Well, I have this thing called a real job that kind of gets in the uh, way. Don't you hate that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Uh, all kidding aside, there is not an OVC, ESPN three or football package. So primarily, that is now uh, the assignment of the respective home schools throughout. Uh, so I have a select group of Conference USA games I'm doing this year, uh, and my next one is not until October 30th, when ironically. Will Healy brings the Charlotte team to Western Kentucky to take on Western Kentucky. Will Healy being the former coach at Austin P to kind of probably helped get this conversation going hmm. with the explosion. Uh, that's been Austin P football in the last four to five seasons.
0: Well, listen, I appreciate the time. You guys, I wanted to break this down. Let some people hear from some people that know stuff. I, I, I'm so much you know i i know so much less than the two of you about the inner workings and the things going on in the ovc and so i immediately reached out to you guys i appreciate the time tonight uh ed where can people they can follow you on twitter tell us about that how they can find you you know the stuff you're producing and and obviously and, and, and wkdz it's a country station is it am i do i have that right
2: yeah, it's a country station, so I, I'm not as I'm not writing as much sports as I once was. Uh, I'm actually a news reporter for the Cadiz, Hopkinsville, and Princeton area, uh, but living in Murray, I, I don't exactly fall asleep at the wheel when it comes to sports. Uh, sure. The Memphis, the Memphis Grizzlies will actually be in town this weekend with Shaq Buchanan, former Defensive Player of the Year. So uh, I'm hoping to stop by and see him on Saturday morning, get his thoughts about the upcoming season Uh, and Murray state football. I try to go to home home games when I can Uh, they're on the bye week this week. So um, you know, it's a, you know, it's really interesting. And I want to quickly mention that Uh, one of the things that I was proud of the OVC for doing this year was taking two conference teams and making two non-conference games across the slate to rectify JSU and EKU losing, uh, you know, falling out of the league. I thought that was very progressive um, so that's why I'm, I'm a, among a few, at least that think that there may be some plans in place, but yeah, I'm, I'm active on social media, mostly for sports. Uh, and then, uh, I keep up with news, uh, stories that are in the Princeton, Hopkinsville and Cades area. So, uh, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm an old country music through.
0: guy myself. I worked for a country music station here in St. Louis for quite a while. Yeah. Uh,
2: I listen to a country and a lot of, a lot of classic rock. So, you, uh, that's part well, you of you it. Go.
0: I remember when I first started working at a country station, I didn't know one artist. I mean, I'd heard some names, right? And people would say, were you there because you like it? I said, no, I'm there because they give me money. That's why I'm there. And then I grew into my appreciation for, you know, the artists and and the music and the genre and all that and really did enjoy it for quite a while. Gentlemen, I appreciate it greatly. Uh, We've been doing this live. I'll also throw it out later at a taped version so people can get it all over again Appreciate it. Bob Belvin, thanks so much. Ed Marlowe, thank you. We'll stay in touch. I know these, this is going to be a developing story over the next several months and maybe a year. Absolutely. All right. Thank thanks, you. everybody, for tuning in today on Voices of the Valley, a part of the Valley Hoops Insider website. I'm Harry Schrader reminding you, since you've been there, make it a better place. We'll talk to you again real soon.